using social media. What works? What's new? Advice? Trends and insight. From the creative team at Hubbard Interactive, it's the social feed. Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. We are coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios in the Twin Cities. Thank you all for listening. Today we have with a special guest, Anna Johnson from the Butterfly Path. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. And as always, we have producer Wheeler. Hello, hello. Uh, so, Anna, do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Butter the Butterfly Path is? Yeah. So, the Butterfly Path, um, it was formerly known as the Butterfly Project. Um, but we changed it, and I think it has just a more stronger meaning because no matter kind of what area you are in life, I feel like there's always a path for you to take. Um, sometimes it's a long path, but it's always the right path. And um, basically we raise money for the St. Croix County to get more mental health resources and also to help fund um, for families to get the mental health resources they need to make a life worth living. Um, Minnesota has really awesome resources, so we are working with them and getting some into Wisconsin. So when you say St. Croix County, can you give us a geographical yeah, idea of where yeah. that is? So um, Hudson, Wisconsin, that even includes, um, I mean, since we're right on the border in Hudson, there's we're working with Stillwater to also get, because um, I sell shirts that say Choose Happy, and we're going to get local... I love supporting local and working with local businesses. So um, we're looking at getting some local stores in Stillwater to sell them. So kind of team working. Um, even though we are Wisconsin-based, you know, we're not. Hudson, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, just a short drive east of the yeah. cities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some of people say, like, oh, you're from Hudson, Wisconsin. It's like, no, it's really close. <laughs> it's, you know, we're, <laughs> I'm not in the middle of nowhere. So, but I yeah. I love it. And so, Anna, you recently joined our team as a social media coordinator, mm-hmm. so we're super excited to have you, and I love that you come with this passion and, and have this, I don't say side hustle, because it's bigger than a side hustle, yeah. <laughs> um, with the Butterfly Path. So yeah. if you are listening, definitely check it out. Do you want to give shout-outs to like, the Instagram handles and everything for it? Yeah, so Instagram is just um, the Butterfly Project, or the Butterfly Path now, and then um, Facebook is the Butterfly Path as well. Love it. So we are going to talk about, well, Wheeler brought it up. Duh, 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 duh. Just a downer, like buzzkill this morning about the wild loss. Wild hanging on by a string, going Ooh. back to Winnipeg, down three to one. Win or lose, Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> so we're dealing with that, but I will, on a, on a happy note, I guess we can make it. The Wild has done a really awesome campaign this year with the mm-hmm. This Is Our Ice campaign. And anyone who's listening who hasn't heard about it, um, what this is our ice is people from all over Minnesota can go to different lakes. Is it just Minnesota or is I, it? I feel like it's like all over the world. Oh, all over the world. Oh, yeah. even bigger. Um, they can come take, uh, like water from each of their lakes mm-hmm. or their hometown, um, lakes, rivers, wherever they want, and they can bring it to the game and they can pour it in and they make it part of the ice that the skaters so cool. are on, which I love. And um, Olsen Agency in town here came up with that concept and I was just at an award ceremony last week and they won an award for it. Wow. For it. just such a cool campaign idea. Have you guys, would you guys do it? Oh, Bring in some I would. of your own water? Thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I'm going to be up in Alaska and I might might have to bring back a big cup of 
Alaskan lake water. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a I cool concept. Cool. Talk about community. And it was really great because in the video that they showed kind of featuring the overall campaign, people were telling their stories about like, I used to come here with like my brother all the time and he mm-hmm. passed away and this was our, our, our lake was when we were growing up and we'd always come to the hockey games and yeah. so they had this little thing of water from the lake and poured it in and i just thought it was a really cool that campaign. is really cool yeah just tying it all together in other news uh the big thing right now that we've been hearing that you guys have probably seen all over the place especially on twitter is the starbucks scandal mm-hmm. we'll call it i uh, have no idea <laughs> what the starbucks scandal is Ina, do you want to talk a little oh bit about the starbucks gosh. scandal yes well, well i am like a starbucks addict um so when i saw this right away i had to read about it but basically, I mean, I've been to other Starbucks, and you have to purchase something to use the restroom, but two people were waiting. They were waiting for a friend who were purchasing something, yep. and then the worker went, a manager wouldn't let them into the restroom. And there were two African-American men. Yes, yes. And then um, they said they weren't going to leave, and so she called the police, it was, and yeah. And they got arrested. <laughs> and it blew up on social media. Yeah. Like, it was kind of a PR nightmare for Starbucks. Oh, um, yeah. The thing that really went viral with it was the two African-American gentlemen asked her to use the key for the restroom. Well, not both of them at the same time. Well, One right, of them did. Right. And she said no. And a white man walked in, walked up, and asked for to use the key for the restroom without making a purchase. And she gave him the key. And when he came out of the bathroom, the the two guys had their phones out and were recording and were like, hey, man, did she just give you the key and you didn't purchase anything? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to purchase something oh now. Gosh. And they were like, oh, interesting. And they were kind of starting to like, I don't say make a scene, but be like, hey, well, what the heck? Yeah. And the woman called the police on wow. them and they were arrested for literally doing nothing. I was going <laughs> to say, they. Were, I mean, yeah, I don't know that I think... Because at first, I don't think all those details were revealed. So a lot of people were like, I don't know. I, you know, make a purchase. But then if you actually dive deeper into it, I think that's just horrible. Yeah, there's definitely, um, and we won't get into white privilege on this podcast, right, right. but there's definitely some some undertones in there that, and I that woman was fired from Starbucks. Right, right. So, um, and now Starbucks, which really great PR strategy that they're doing right uh-huh. now and just being good people in general. Uh, they're going to close all of their stores for one hour and do racial bias trainings with their team to better like handle situations like that and make sure that pe- they're not affecting people and judging people when they walk in the door based mm-hmm. on things like that. Well, and um, their executive chairman, Howard Schultz, was saying that he is just so embarrassed about it and he flew right to Philadelphia right away. Which I think is just super powerful because at Definitely. least he's being proactive about it and yeah, making a difference. You know, because some people could just say, well, we're sorry, but it is what it is. Yep. But to actually do something about it says a lot about that company. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's really interesting with marketing and, you know, just making it more diverse and mm-hmm. trying to include and, and making sure it's not just all, you know, white people in everything yeah. that you do. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important that that Starbucks is doing that and I can see other companies starting to take those same steps yes. and do it before there's an issue. You know, that should just be part of the training no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. But the big thing it was, yeah, these guys took a video and that's what's been going around the internet right now. 
So Well, nowadays you kind of have to. You have to document it, otherwise people won't do anything about it. Exactly. And it, it sucks that it has to take social media and getting all of that exposure for them to yeah. be like, well, we have to say something now. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a, a good thing with social media. You right. know, it calls people out and it makes them change the ways and things that they're doing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think their PR team handled it really well. Yeah. And this is kind of a perfect segue in what we're going to talk about today, which is going to be reputation management and managing your brand online. Um, a lot of clients that we work with, you know, have – there's going to be problems. In any business that you run, there's going to be some type of problem happening. Mm-hmm. And so how do you manage that and have it so it turns into a better outcome than when it began? Mm-hmm. So I think today what we can focus on is let's talk about Yelp. (laughs) I want to talk about that first because I think that's always the first thing that when people hear reputation management, they think of Yelp. Yeah. And the words right after that are nightmare. Um, I've never really heard met with a business person that's like, yeah, I love Yelp. (laughs) So what are your guys' thoughts on Yelp um, from a consumer standpoint? Like, do you use it? Do you like it? I don't use it. I, I like it. <clears throat> I like. I wish I used it more. Yeah. Um, but I generally kind of use it more for entertainment. What do you mean for True. entertainment? I think it's True. really funny uh, reading some of the reviews <laughs> and like because people go on and put these long winded comments and negative reviews. Sometimes really positive, funny reviews as well. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to a place I've never been before and I'm have time in the road trip on the way there or something. I'll pull up Yelp and punch in where I'm going and just see what people have to say about the different spots. <laughs> uh, and I also figured out the other day that they have they have Yelp reviews on, like, everything, theoretically. I mean, they have oh, – yeah. because, obviously, there's radio stations in the building. Yep. So we're reading some Yelp reviews on the radio stations. Really? I didn't even I know we had – yeah. No idea it was wow. a thing. Wow. And you can – I mean, really, it's known for restaurants and stuff, but yeah. you can review pretty much anything on there. So – Yelp's cool. Interesting. I always go yep. to Facebook for reviews. Yeah, I'm more Facebook or Google. Yeah. Definitely. Because now when you search something in Google, the reviews automatically pop up from Google in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of just, yep. it's almost like a force to read them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been using Google reviews a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think I have never taken the time to go and review someone. I mean, I think Facebook makes it really easy because you can just slide over to all the stars or whatever, how many stars you want to give it. Yep. And then that's it. Where I don't go on to Yelp and then like physically and actually give someone a review. Whenever I buy something online, I like, I go, so say I'm buying something. I just bought a new pair of sunglasses. So they're Smith sunglasses. I went on Smith's website and I read all the reviews on Smith's. And then I went on Amazon and read all the reviews on yeah. Amazon. And it could just like, so, so like I try to be as formative as I can. And I guess I'm not quite as good at that when it comes to food. But same idea where it's like I want to be an informed consumer. Yeah. So yes. I should I should branch out to Google and stuff too more because that yeah. sounds easier. Yeah. No, that's a good point though. Amazon reviews too are huge. I just think it's so interesting. It's funny that when you talk about Yelp, almost like it's like comical. Like it's like, yeah. hey, I just do it for fun. Yeah. I just read Yelp reviews for fun. I was supposed to, we were supposed to go to like a teppanyaki place for my girlfriend's brother's birthday. And I was reading some Yelp reviews on the place, and the this girl told the story about this horrible <laughs> dinner they oh, had, gosh. and how the guy didn't do any tricks with the spatula. <laughs> oh my god! And she like was like, he didn't do anything cool. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> and I was like, it was something like that. It was funny. Did you still go? No, we didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> so that deterred you from going. Yeah, after that, <laughs> I screenshotted. I screenshotted the the review and sent it to the whole family. 
and uh wow ended up not going. The next see that's how <laughs> yeah i mean it's powerful for that kind of stuff uh that gosh it's it's funny my friend he's a bartender in um la and someone wrote a yelp review at the restaurant he worked at about him he's a bartender there and he was like sean was the worst bartender i've ever had blah 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 and if you knew this guy, he's just kind of zany and wild, and he had someone on Etsy make knit a print of it, and he has it hanging on his wall. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so then he responded to the guy's review and was like, "Hey man, sorry," and he's like, "I had this made in like your honor," and like took a picture <laughs> of it and like put it on. That's there. awesome. So just took it a step further. Um, that but is yeah, so funny. You kind of got to take it with a grain of salt because I've had yes. a lot of businesses that I've met with too. It's so competitive out there where they'll have competitors actually write reviews about them on their pages and they'll have like, I don't mm-hmm. say fake accounts, but mm-hmm. it's, you can tell it's like blatantly like someone that's not an or they'll have customer. their employees go oh, in and give good in reviews for them as yes. well. It's tough to, it's tough. Yeah. To dissect what that, what's real yeah. and what's not. Yeah. And well, when I first got into customer service, a lot of it was people who have like who are angry about the business or something they will take more time to go write a review 100% than someone who had a good experience Mm -hmm. I think good experiences are more of like a word of mouth kind of thing like oh you really need to try you know this place or this place and something like the bottom I think I've heard a stat where it's like the bottom 10% of people Mm -hmm. will leave a negative review and the top like 2% of people will leave a positive review yeah when it comes to like satisfaction so Mm -hmm. they're a lot more likely to experience and hear the complainers it's so it's so frustrating because it's hard to dissect you know and from a business perspective how do you combat that you know when you when the general consensus is these are going to be negative reviews how do we handle that i think one of the biggest things you can do is make sure you claim your yelp and your google and your obviously facebook pages so that you can monitor that conversation because i know some people are like i don't want to deal with it those are all you know i hate yelp but if you don't claim your page you're totally missing out on the conversation yes yes so i think it's really important to do that um if you just go to yelp for business it'll show you exactly the steps on how to set that up and then also google my business you can do the exactly same thing and set it up that way Mm -hmm. too and with your facebook page it automatically has the reviews on there yeah so you can also rate it on there too I think including things in like your email signatures or when you meet with a customer talking about, you know, hey, like if you had a great experience, we'd love for you to talk about us online. Mm-hmm. Here's a link to our Google. Here's a link to our Yelp. Like encourage that conversation versus just having all those negative ones. Well, and that's what I think. I think people who even write good or bad reviews, I think they just want to be heard. So then if you actually have a conversation yeah. with them on, like, oh, I'm sorry, you had this experience. Tell me what we can, you know, do to make it better. Yeah. They just want to be heard. I mean, a 100%. lot of people don't want to, I don't know. So as long as you actually try, then they'll be okay with it. Yeah, and I think a lot of the times, too, like, when you're, don't try to get, like, I'll say pissy match online. <laughs> Is that appropriate? <laughs> um, when it's, you know, like, someone will have a review and then you'll comment back, and then they'll have a comment back, and then you'll comment back. Yes. Like, when you respond to a negative review online, have it be something like, you know, sorry about your experience, you know, kind of relate back to it, what happened. If you – we would love to talk about this more. Please call me at this phone number or email me at this email. 
because then it doesn't turn into they come it back and it's just this whole back and forth uh-huh. thing. Because that could just get get nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it yeah. turns that way. And then another thing too, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, fake reviews. One thing, a way to combat that, if you are getting reviews and you're like, this person's never been into my business, a way to respond to those is, hey, like, sorry about your experience. We looked up your customer number, your ID, your name, and you're nowhere in our system. Are you sure you're at the right location? Yeah. Um, you know, so this way, even if that person is, you know, a competitor or they're just spamming with fake reviews for whatever reason, people reading the reviews, like your your place you're looking mm-hmm. at, can see, okay, this is obviously a, a fake review. So I think that's a really important, too, when you're, when you're posting about your reputation online and responding to those types of comments. Uh, okay, so you got to read this review. Yeah, Wheeler. so that... I got to hear this. The uh, hibachi place. <laughs> hibachi place. I was talking about earlier. <laughs> so I looked up that review, um, and so here it is. I'll leave out the name just to not slander anybody. Uh, don't know what to say. Nothing went right. Absolutely nothing at all. Sushi was just too dry and terrible, followed by a very disinterested hibachi cook and extremely salty food. The only thing that was okay was the server who tried helping us for everything, and that's about it. The ambiance was loud. The chef next to our table kept on banging the table, and I feel that's part of their act, so I can let that go. (laughs) The cook at our table, though, was a zombie. (laughs) Apart from the initial smile and introduction, there was absolutely no talking, no laughing, and no tricks. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I, had, I had got my brother with me who was visiting from Houston and is new in the States and has never been to a hibachi place before. And guess what? We'll never go ever to another one now. The food was too salty. And when I say salty, I mean absolutely couldn't taste anything but salt. Disappointed, truly. Update, I was literally puking the whole night <laughs> thanks to the amount of butter and oil the, kept, the cook kept on adding. Never going here again. Hell, I won't be going to any of these again. <laughs> I gotta leave the name out. I wish I could give them zero stars. So she wrote the review and then she did an updated Update. review after Whoa. she got sick. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, she's mad. she mad. I know she's really mad. But I'm actually craving hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> now that she just kept talking about the food, though, I'm like, what? Well, I like hibachi. Yeah, that I mean, good. I would still go there, and that's just kind of. That's kind of an entertaining read for me. It's like reading a column or something, you know? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> that could literally be like a column in like a newspaper or something. Just yeah. like bad reviews. Yeah. Gosh. I, I've looked up. I made the mistake right now of looking up TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard of TripAdvisor, it's a place, you know, if you're looking for like hotels or booking, stuff like that. And this, <laughs> this one review is it, it's one star. A trip advisor, and the title just says, Stay out, it's haunted. So people are just talking, Stay out of it, stay out of this hotel, it's haunted. I saw a ghost in my room. Uh, I screamed, ran out of my room, we collected our things, and checked out in the middle of the night. The rude man at the front desk wanted to charge us for a day while we only stayed six hours. Uh, my sister heard rushing water in the toilet, and my nanny saw the TV channel switching by itself. Uh, the room number is 303. <laughs> like- oh, man. Don't stay there. <laughs> Don't stay there. <laughs> it's just so like these are just they're just so. Could you imagine ridiculous. if you were if you're going on a trip, you're going somewhere you've never been before, you're checking out hotels, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, I think I'll do this hotel, and then you read that review, like, and <laughs> even if you don't believe in ghosts, you gotta kind of be like. Something's yeah. a little yeah. weird. Like, 
But for I think I might be like, all right, I'm gonna have to check that out. I know. <laughs> I mean, some of the bad reviews. I mean, you could kind of it could be a positive thing. Like, yeah, this is a haunted hotel. Like, yeah. check yeah. us out. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Yeah. There's some. There's some weird. That one was really specific too. Just I mean, if you want to be entertained, like. Yeah, go on TripAdvisor, go on Yelp, and read some reviews. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Is there ever been, I mean, that hibachi grill, that deterred you from going? Yes, it did. Yes, Has there any been any other reviews you guys have read and you're like, I'm not buying this product um, that you could think of? Uh, you know, yeah, no, there's been a, there's been a handful yeah. of things, not necessarily food-based, but product-based yeah, stuff. Yeah, like where... food, product, anything related that has a review attached to it. Did you not buy because of a review you saw? Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. There's, I don't think so. There's definitely a lot of, like, I, like, love reading, like, about makeup reviews because I have super yeah. sensitive skin. So True. there's stuff on that where I will literally, like, like, nope, 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 based on reviews that I see. True. And there, BuzzFeed did, uh, <clears throat> this is, I don't know if this is embarrassing or what, but I don't even care. Uh, BuzzFeed did this really great article about this girl who had really sensitive skin and all the products she used at Lush which is this like organic oh, cosmetic yeah. store. And I literally went into Lush this weekend and bought all the products she recommended. And I'm like obsessed right That's now with them. That's super smart. But just because she talked about them and people were commenting on the quiz about the products she recommended. And she said, hate this one, love this one. Like it was a real review. Wow. It wasn't just a, yeah, everything in the store is amazing. Right. Because that's bullshit. You know, right. like. Right. So I think having reviews can sometimes be beneficial in, the, in that aspect, Definitely. talking about which what you like, what you don't like, because I take it more as if there was all pause reviews, I'd be like, okay, this is fake. Yes, yeah. yes. I go on. Um, I've been doing an Airbnb lately, and so I just booked a trip, and then I trusted the one. I mean, because you're staying in people's house, you know, yeah. houses, so you want to make sure it's legit. And but there's people who have like eighty reviews or only ten reviews, and so I would only go towards the people who had the most reviews. Oh, that's good to know. You know, because yep. I feel like then that's yeah legit or safe or <laughs> definitely you know. absolutely because like it's like I mean I just think of podcasts because I do so much podcasts that like you see a uh, a podcast on iTunes at five stars mm-hmm. it means nothing if there's three ratings right but, <laughs> yep. right and then you see one that has five stars and there's five thousand ratings it's like okay that's worth something. Exactly. So, shameless plug, go to iTunes, download the Social Feed podcast, yes. and bring yes. us five stars. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. we got to build up those uh, build up those ratings. Or I love when people actually, they don't even do, I mean, I'm guilty of this. On Facebook, I'll just give a company I love, like, five stars and leave it at that. But if I really love them, then I'll leave, like, what the atmosphere is like or what the people are like and, mm-hmm. you know, all oh, that stuff. like, go into it. Yeah, and I love reviews that are actually... Good or bad, but that actually have good reasoning behind it. I don't know, because then I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that one out. Or, oh, maybe not, but. So I think the biggest thing for businesses listening, like, if you're going to have ask for reviews, have them write, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the experience there and what they like, what they don't like. Have it be original. It can't just be all these random five stars. Yes. Um, have some, and if you get bad reviews, that's okay. Cause it makes you look like a real business. Yes. Cause if I, if I see all five stars, I'm like, okay, these people are either filtering their reviews or something seems off. So I think it's important to have some of those negative reviews and then also respond to them. That's the biggest thing. If you have a negative one, respond to it. It made yeah. your reputation that way. Yeah. That's what I made for the butterfly path is I made these cards that I send with every 
thing I send out that says, thank you, I would love to hear from you. And then I have Facebook, Instagram, and my Etsy site. Nice. Because Etsy automatically sends you a reminder to give us a review. But still, it's like, tell us what you loved about our product or our business or all of that. And some people will write, oh, my God, it's a really comfy shirt. Or I love the meaning behind it. And I'm like, that's good for people to see. Exactly. And that's good feedback from me. So if I know, oh, I need to do this better or, oh, you know. Have you ever had any negative reviews on anything yet? Not yet. I've had someone personally kind of contact me about stuff. But it's still, I mean, I get really sensitive about that stuff but still it's hard being like because it's your baby you know yes yes but I still I still think about that review and it made me kind of perfect little things in my nonprofit. and I'm like I don't know I think I think reviews are great yeah I think they are I think they're powerful in your business and I think they're needed yes definitely needed and definitely as a business owner take it with a grain of salt because it's sometimes hard to talk about the reviews because it is you know right and we have a lot of companies we work with that they hire us because they they want to know, like, how to respond to those. But it really affects them. Yeah. So to have us kind of as that middleman to say, okay, this is how what we recommend responding mm-hmm. to. Here's how it's going to be handled. It kind of takes that edge off a little bit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always think that you can always be better at something. You know, like, you're there's never that point where you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm like, you can always be better. You can always make you know, something, perfect something a little bit more. And so I think reviews really help with that and people's feedback. So I think that's, I don't know, I think that's worth having reviews and even the bad ones. I mean, yeah. like that hibachi place. They're like, oh, now we're going to train our workers more to be more energetic. Exactly, or, you know. yeah. That's a learning, that's a learning tool. Yeah. Uh, if you guys, okay, I really want to, I'm hoping people listening will send us some of these, but if send us your, like, the best review you've seen online. Like, and not the best as in, like, a yes. good review. Like, most entertaining. The yeah. Most entertaining the most entertaining review. So if you want to tweet at us at Hubbard Interact or you can um, tag us on Instagram at Hubbard Interactive, we want to see your reviews and what uh, yes. makes you guys laugh and what's your most entertaining one you've seen. We will see you next week on the Social Feed Podcast. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.